0: Please take your seats.
1: Thank you. G'day everyone and welcome to another Chewing the Bat episode. My name's Hello. my name's Jack and I'm once again gladly joined uh, by Swizzle. Swizzle, how are you going? Good, mate. Good, good. thing to be back. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. We're Look out. Yeah, <laughs> we're gaining some we're, momentum. We're, we're almost semi-professional. <laughs>
0: Uh, when that requires a bit of money coming in though, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it requires a few sponsors. So if you're listening and uh, keen to sponsor a couple blokes... We I mean, are wide open, by the <laughs> way. You, just, <laughs> yeah.
0: like, you get in contact, we'll, we'll get it sorted. When anything goes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We'd even take dirty Saudi money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's a lot of it out there. <laughs>
1: there's plenty of it, which we'll probably chat about, actually. Oh, right, There's plenty going on. Um, plenty going on. We've, we've had a pretty ridiculous week of tennis. Um. Other sports happening as well. We've had the Matildas actually play. They're playing their uh, pre-Olympics qualifying at the moment. It's exciting. They had a win against Uzbekistan the other day. I think, I'd hope so. You'd hope so. Yeah. So they're playing again, I think, in a couple of days' time to secure a spot. Beautiful. And then I think playing Mexico. So oh, That'll be tough. That'll be good, though. I think they need to win that game against Uzbekistan to then be able to win or lose against Mexico and still make it through. Gotcha. Gotcha. Anyway, before we kick things off with some tennis chat, some sporting chat, and some miscellaneous, uh, we started last week's podcast on a new game. It was uh, very creatively named. Sport or game. (laughs) Sport or game. Aptly named. (laughs) So, uh, you're going to hit me with a few sports or games, undecided. I'm actually going to change a little bit
0: this week. Oh, okay. Okay, so I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I got three... I don't want to call them sports or games, but I've got three events or activities, yep. I would like you to rank them from hardest, most difficult oh. to easiest. Would you say they're all sports or one of them's? Look, I think we do disagree a little bit over what a sport <laughs> or a game <laughs> is. These are definitely lower sports slash high tier games. Okay. How classify are, you them. Just, are we going to go one by one? or you... I'm going to give you all three and then I would like you to rank one, two and three from difficulty. Okay. What's the first one? Number one, Lawn Bowls. Great recreational game. Game? Well, We'll see. We'll see. I'm talking like the whole like roll the ball yeah. down at the jack down the other end. Yeah, I don't know what Lawn Bowls is, Gotcha, mate. gotcha. Next one, Patonk. <laughs> or bocce. Or bocce. Great game. Great game. Jeez. Sport? Wow. I mean, I no know. idea. Could be sport, could be game. The Italians would have something to say about that. The, uh, the final one, bit of a niche one, Coob. Oh no! I don't know if everybody out there knows what Kub is. Well, it's,
1: back, it's similar uh, Finska-esque. Those are, a lot of people have played Finska. Very similar. Um, this one, you know, wooden sticks. You got to knock some down. Mm-hmm. You so got to yeah, knock down, Finsker. knock down some
0: other sticks in a few certain order, and then knock down the king to win the game.
1: So the three again, we have lawn bowls, lawn bowls, bocce and Kub. Correct. Correct. Lawn bowls a- at number one. Sport. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's is another it one though, it's is, it's, last There's week, no physical last You week look at we had athletes Last week we had uh, bowling Bowling, yeah And I kind of link it to 10 pin bowling Where for me it's more of a recreational activity You go have a few beers, you have a, a bowl game. You know, in lawn bowls you have a barefoot bowl mm, mm. Usually the beers are pretty cheap Very partial Food's to a beer good. and a barefoot bowl um, But uh, look, look, it was when we had the Commonwealth Games here in, on the Gold Coast, you know, six, seven years ago, maybe more, it was in the uh, Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's legit. I, I don't know if... And I the Commonwealth us. Games are comprised of sports. But is... I just want to
0: say games. Commonwealth Games. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. It's <laughs> definitely <laughs> on that edge of sport v, v- game. Because those is. players that are playing it are not athletes.
1: No, well, I definitely see it as like...
0: Very a, skilled um, individuals.
1: Yeah, like a sport for the older folk. Yes. Help yes. them get out. Get yes. down. Move the body. Yes, roll absolutely. A few balls, swing
0: and a few in. It is awesome. It's a lot of fun. Oh, it's great fun. Good game.
1: Okay, well, it's the first one, so let's put it at one. Okay. Next Next. Up.
0: Next to, them, I'm a little bit interested to see where you go
1: on these. Next up is bocce. Bocce. Or patonk. Patonk. Patonk, I believe, is played on more of like a gravelly surface. It's a gravel surface, but exactly the same balls. Same idea.
0: Just doesn't roll as far.
1: So essentially, you have the jack. Throw it out. Mm-hmm. Similar to lawn bowls, instead of rolling it, you can either roll or throw. Yep. Um,
0: Obviously, your distance is the big difference. Lawn bowls, you're playing over quite a long distance. This Patonk,
1: is, I'd say maximum 10 meters away. Patonk, bocce, this is one of the all-time backyard games. It is. It is. Very good backyard game. Um, anyone can get amongst it. You don't have to be athletic, which doesn't fall under the sporting does not uh, checklist. Is it going ahead of Lawn Bowls? Well, I haven't seen bocce in the Commonwealth Games. Well, we don't play it here. No. Um, I don't think it'll ever be in the Olympics. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless the Olympics swing Wait, to Italy soon. Let's start it. <laughs> start um, a league. Oh, well, for me, being from Australia, prioritising Lawn Bowls as the sport of the nation for the elderly. <laughs> for our elderly. yeah, It's going at number two. Patonk's going at two. You're sitting Patonk number two over? Over lawn bowls. Over lawn bowls. In terms of like raw physicality and like sporting prowess.
0: So you're saying an athlete that plays Patonk is less of an athlete
1: than a lawn bowler. Is that what you're saying? I think a lawn bowler, it's e- the athlete can be the same. Gotcha. But the skill set for lawn bowls is higher. Interesting.
0: Yes. Interesting. Okay. I guess I kind of know where the last one's going to come in then. I think you've just rattled them off one to three, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Would you say Koob's harder than Petonk or
1: Bocce? Well, Koob, I, I think they're in two different categories. I think um, Koob sits in very hard, a kind of like a a drinking backyard game. Mm.
0: But Bocce and Patong is too, man. You can't have one without the other. You need the drinking there as well. Well,
1: that's true, but I feel like um, Bocce has a little bit more seriousness to it. Okay. More so than... Uh, More so than Coob. Yep. So you put bocce above... Oh, for sure. I'll pay that. I'll for pay that. sure. Yep. Definitely. I-, I would play a game of bocce without having a beer in hand.
0: But you would not play a game of Coob
1: without having a beer I in hand. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so.
0: I don't think so. No, I should. No, I should. Um, yeah. Anyway. One, two, three. One, as you two, three. Them. I mean, I- I'm going to be honest. I'd probably be the same. Maybe I should have mixed the order up on
1: you. I think next week we'll have to try and rank, I don't know, top three... I think we did this in Earl in an earlier pod with myself, Gus, and producer Frey. Top three backyard games. I mean almost all three That's of those. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> Two close. Out of three, definitely. pretty sure uh Bocce and Coop were in there. Maybe they Finska. Finska, yeah. Rounding out the three. Anyway, we might get to that next week. Next week, mate. All right, great one, mate. It wasn't sport or game, but there was sports and games mixed in sports there. Sports and games. Commonwealth games was mentioned. <laughs> Um, uh, let's move on to a bit of tennis chat. yeah going to our game of tennis um, Geez, a lot has happened in the last week since we last spoke yeah how good since we last spoke Sinner took out Rotterdam being the highest ranked Italian man ever tick leaving the demon Australia's demon at number 9 in the world amazing and also bumping out Stefanos Tsitsipas to then therefore have no one handed back ends in the top 10 oh. that was last oh, week yeah. this week another Australian has tick. reigned supreme over the crowd is uh, Tomo, Jordan Thompson. A fellow 94 model. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, yes. <laughs> See him around the traps? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been doing bigger and better things on the tennis court. I think he was. I think he was. His first, yeah, Jordan Thompson, I think he last week he had a career high of 39. And, of course, from this 250 win, he's going to have another career high come today. Maybe mm. next, uh, probably next Monday. I'm not sure if the this tournament would have gone on. Today? Yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be next Monday, to be honest. We'll have a look. But anyway, Jordan Thompson, his first ATP win in Los Cabos. ATP champion, mate. An ATP champion. that geez, beat
0: a couple of good players to do it.
1: I'll tell you what. You know, sitting at the 30s in the world, great career. If he had have retired with no ATP title, I think that would have stung him a little bit. Mm. Mm. So this one, yeah, really kind of... And beating some quality players along the way. Yeah, mate. Rude in the final, too. I was watching that. Tough match.
0: Like, like, Rude's not a pushover. No, Rude
1: was up a break in the uh, in the second set there. Well, it's talking about being down, um, Tomo was down against uh, America's Mickelson, I think, in the quarterfinals. 6-love, 4-1, love 40. Not looking good. No. Not <laughs> looking good. You can you imagine the the talk inside the head at that moment? So, to hold to go 4-2, end up winning the second, I think, 7-6, and then winning the uh, third pretty comfortably. You see that sometimes, eh? When players get down on the brink and they come back, it's like they get a second life for the rest of the tournament. It's a second wind. And yeah, it's happened to Tomo this week. So amazing tennis. He's changed what I've noticed in his technique a little bit. He's changed his forehand technique in the last year. What have you seen? What's the change? Less less height on his forehand preparation, more, just, more just out and rip. Yeah. He's playing way more aggressive. Yeah. He's playing up in the court more and he's playing that kind of... Aussie-style sneak tennis a lot more. He is. I actually noticed a couple of times as well watching him. um, He's finishing a
0: lot at the net. He is, but also when he's got the other player at the net, the amount of times he actually pulled a lob. A A a little little bit of like the the Leighton Hewitt. Oh. aggressive top-spin lob deepening on the baseline. Those was a couple of, the world's of really, best really nice balls. And
1: passing shots, everything. He's, yeah. He can hit his spots really well at the moment. He's always he's... been
0: one of those guys that I've... like. I remember him coming up younger. Everyone was like, look out for this guy. He's going to be good. He doesn't miss. He's going to be good. And he, he, yes, he is good, but recently he's kind of gone to that next level.
1: And I think the next level was him hitting the ball more. We, yeah. we, we knew yeah. he locked in. He could good mover. really good consistency, putting balls in the court, but... What, Being he, able to sting yeah, the what other he lacked players. was that, that aggression and that ability to, yeah, like you said, sting the other player. Mm.
0: Your uh, your opinion a... on him for the rest of the year? Because we do see a lot where boys all get a title and then they kind of chill out for a little bit. Do you think Tom was hungry
1: enough to, to keep pushing? Oh, for sure. I, I didn't think he had the game to match it with the top 30, but he's probably thereabouts at the moment. And if he can just keep this up and maintain his true style of playing with a bit of grit. Mm. And moving, putting the ball putting the ball in. Almost like a, you know, uh, a B version of Dimona.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Bit of a different physique.
0: He's a bit bigger than a Bit bigger. But I, I agree. Good serve on him. Very, I actually thought he served really well in that final against Casper.
1: Probably got him through. So, Jordan Tomo. First ATP win in Los Cabos. Los Cabos. Looks like a great little... Yeah. tournament yeah a bit of a vibe around oh, the like, crowd looked like they were getting into it as well I'd love to get there one year yeah. yeah it'd be um, a lot of fun other exciting news we've got some young guns and we're not talking about Sinner and Alcaraz. we're talking younger young young, young so guns. at the Australian Open we saw 18 year old Dino Prismic mm-hmm. qualify then have an unbelievable first round against Djokovic super everyone, impressive everyone including Djokovic gave Dino the label of being one of the next greats, mm. which is a lot of pressure. This is tough. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. I don't know if I'd want that, no. you know. Like. <laughs> um, but having watched him play that match and a few matches since, you can kind of see what Djokovic means. Yeah. Big game, massive quads, tight pants. Very what tight more fans. do you want? For me, I, I
0: like the way he approached that Novak match. I think a few younger guys, especially in the past against the big dogs, they get overawed, they go for too much, they overcook. Yep. He was... He was ready to battle. Like he was gonna, he was in the long rallies. He was working Novak. If he can do that against everybody, he's gonna be tough to beat. He's gonna put himself in the conversation to very potentially tough. get up there. And
1: he's been doing okay since. He's made he's he's uh, made a few quarters and semis of next challenges. He's played after the AO, so Keeping getting a form. few wins, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, getting the miles and the legs. Anyway, this week we're not talking about Dino. We've seen some quite remarkable feats from seventeen-year-old. Brazilian, Jao Fonseca. How cool is the name? Fonseca. Fonseca. Wow, that's unbelievable. <laughs> and obviously we're in Rio playing the tournament, but I think it's the first time I've seen, anyway, the quarterfinal list at Rio, three Brazilians. Oh, that's pretty cool. Which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Seaboth Wild being one of them as well, and Montiero. Yeah. Um, Actually, ATP, I would have picked
0: one of those two boys to go through.
1: Pretty cool. A- ATP 500? Uh, Carlos Alcraz, number one seed, actually pulled out first round. Who was R- that against again? I remember seeing the, uh, the news. Uh, oh, geez. Oh, Navarro. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, Navarro? Not Navarro. Uh, Navone. Navone. He ended up making the final, I believe. Um, I could be wrong. I'll we'll have to fact check. But anyway, he rolled his ankle. Mm. Second point of the match. Mm. <sighs> Injuries, mate. Tough one, but yeah. I think he's put out a statement. Oh, he was on an interview a couple of days ago, and he said, yeah, just a bit of a strain, so it should be all good to good. play. Good. So, He's good obviously got a couple of big tournaments coming up in mind. Yeah, so I think uh, from that, uh, Fonseca, 17-year-old, the youngest quarterfinalist in 10 years. Oh, wow. In an ATP event. Can I guess who? Do you
0: know who the uh, the other one is? I think, yeah, I think I do. 17 years, hey? 10 years. I'm going to go... Actually, I think I might have to fact check this one. See, but I, I, I I've initially thought like a Rafa,
1: but that's that's, that's too, too he, recent. He's 20 he's, 20 he's, old, he's old. <laughs> mate.
0: <laughs> he would have been like twenty three. You um, have to go like maybe a Sitzer Pass or No, nah, Demi. We're gonna have to fact check this one as well. Yeah, mate. We'll,
1: we'll get we'll get to that. But yeah, he's the youngest in ten years, quarter finalist um, at seventeen, and I believe he's I believe he's seventeen still this year. He's already turned seventeen. So that's like, unreal. Great stuff That's from Coco um, Golf Esque. So is and, what that and, is. yeah, I watched a couple of his matches, and his. I've said th- I said this obviously about like Alcaraz and all these other young guns coming through, but this guy's game is one to look out for. Yeah, like, top ten game in the future. Awesome, big awesome. game, big player, clean big. striking, yeah. calm decision making, and a bit of a unit. I think he stands at like six foot three, pretty strong, but moves really well. Um. That's so good, yeah, mate. Fonseca. Keep your ears out. And eyes out. Watch him. Watch him play. Another young gun. 18 year old. uh, Croat. No, Czech. Czech. Dino's from Croatia. Um, Menzik. 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 Made his maiden uh, ATP 250 final. Ended up losing to Karen Kanchanov in the final. But have a listen to the wins that he notched up on the way there. First round. Fakina. Davidovich Fakina. Tough match, tough first round. Yeah, tick. Andy Murray, second round, tick tick. That's awesome. Gal Monfils. <laughs> tick. Andre Rublev, tick.
0: Good on him. So so he's gone
1: it <laughs> four in a row, back to back to back to back. Quality opponents. All, I think quality all of opponents. these, all of these players, proven top twenty players. Yeah, well and truly. Grand Slam. Rublev row. especially as well. Great win over Rublev. And, yeah, Menzik ended up losing in a pretty tight straight sets to Kanchinov. seven six six three I think it was. But I'll tell you what, Karen Kanchinov was playing some pretty prime tennis. Didn't, didn't drop a set That's in unreal. Dubai. That's so good. He's putting himself in good form for
0: Indian Wells, Miami a, abso- coming up.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, another young gun to look out for. 18-year-old Menzik. There's a few floating around at the moment, which is nice. Oh, mate, it's good to see. So, mm. these boys are on the charge, obviously, for the... Uh, um, the ATP Tour Finals, but the the next gen, next gen ATP. I just so thought
0: that because there's a few boys that played. I was watching those uh that last year and the last year. And there's a few boys in there that I'm really liking the look of. You got your Arthur Fees. Um, there's another guy's. Is, is it Shevchenko? Shevchenko, yep. He's, Big he's, fan. His, his rise at the moment, about yeah. 70
1: in the world now, so he'll definitely be there.
0: There's a few young guns coming through, and it's nice to
1: see. Uh, moving on from the men's side, we had uh. WTA 1000 in Dubai as well, coinciding with the 250 for the men's. Bit of a mix-up there as well, mate. Massive mix-up. Mm. Um, similar to Rio, we saw uh, Navone, Argentine, make the final, losing to Sebastian Baez. Tick. Shout-out to Sebastian Bayers his first ATP 500. Yeah, it's a nice one. Very nice one, with um, Navone being a quali to make it to the final. And Which we is saw an unreal s- run. Yes, and we saw the same thing in the WTA event in Dubai with... Anna Kalinskaya, who, mind you, great player. I saw her play at the Australian Open. Yeah, um, Top 100 player from Russia, clean ball striker, ended up qualifying and making the final, losing to Jasmine Paolini, Italian. Another random, mate. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty rough to be top 20 in the world and a random. <laughs> Just not how I expect to be taken out of title. No, but who kind of reminds me of like a Sarah Arani kind of game style. Yeah. Short, strong as, moves well, puts balls in. Puts balls in and works. Yeah, so these are two uh, WTA players that I think we're going to see more of, especially Kellen Skaya. Um, yeah, she's had a good start to the season. Great start to the season. Be good to
0: see her continue through. Obviously, she's knocking
1: on the door of titles. And that's going to be a bit of a rankings bump. Big rankings bump. And the prize money? Yeah, yeah. In Dubai, surely. It's a 1,000 as well. Ooh. Oh, we'll have to check like that. that one Jeez, that'd be a few mil For sure So Pretty good tennis On the women's side Well, Cullen Sky Ended up beating Eager in the semi That's a good win Eager's tough to beat At the moment, mate Eager's She's a little bit up and down But like You in know general... what? No one's really been talking Much about Eager She's kind of been Flying under the radar At number one in the world mm. I don't know if that's a good thing Like, maybe it is, though. Maybe it takes the pressure off. Like, all the talk at the moment is around, like, Sabalenka. Sabalenka, yeah. Probably Rybikina as well. Yeah. But, Iger's just kind of flying on the radar, making semis, making some finals. Didn't do well at AO, obviously. But, like, no results. I know what you're saying. But no real results. I I think as number
0: one in the world, you're expected to win these tournaments. I guess the
1: thing is, you can win one slam during the year, and then just kind of just hang tight, make some quarters, make some semis. Yeah. You want number one in the world. Fair, but I think these players want the they
0: want the glory, mate. They want the glory. I don't know if it's a good thing that she's... That she's under, slam winner and number one in the world. And not winning titles. Well, she's not winning titles, but she's still making... I agree, mate. I'm just coming from an era when I've had number one <laughs> yeah. winning every title left, right, and center. Yeah, like Serena is. as well. When Serena was number one, mate, it's like well, we big news about, when she goes out in the semis.
1: We spoke about this last week as, you know, all the up until now, or still now, there's been no back-to-back WTA champion. Yeah. After about 10 tournaments. It's crazy, hey? Uh, yeah, nine, ten
0: different winners. A deep field, right? Like, it means you've got a lot of players in there obviously floating around looking looking for titles. and.
1: and I, a- I was thinking about this other day when, you know, we, we were in the era of watching the big three compete and just win everything. And then there was the rest of the field trying to stop them. Yeah. In the women's, it was a little bit different where it's kind of you, – you, there is the big three or four potentially – but geez, there's probably 10 to 12 girls that could win slams. Absolutely. And I was thinking, what's the more entertaining situation, situation there? You know, is it more entertaining to have one or two or three big players like Asina Alcaraz, Jocko, and have the, the rest of them try and fight mm. and stop them? Yeah. Or is it more entertaining to have just, you know, a broad field of winners?
0: I, I think it depends on the way you look at it in terms of your timeline. I think long term, you want those players creating history. Like that's that for me was Roger, Rafa, Novak. That was history. They Full got style. to the stage where like they would play, I mean, they could play in a semi and it was most wins of all time or you know, there was always something happening when they were on the court because yeah. they'd just been at that level for so long. But maybe there was a few years before that when like Roger's winning everything, players aren't, you know, like it's a little bit boring. Yeah, well, we kind but of. But then, s- short term, I, I, I'm quite liking the the men's side at the moment, and that there's a bit more variety. Well, yeah, we, we have s- Sebastian Bayers winning in the 500 in Rio. Yeah, and a massive. like tournament. short term, like seeing these players come through, and everyone's kind of got a bit of a chance. Who's going to win? Tomo being a first time ATP champion. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's all happening. And but I mean, if that happens for ten years and we're not breaking any records and players aren't,
1: I don't know. I don't know. Oof, anyway. Yeah. Regardless. The tennis at the moment is pretty entertaining and hopefully it kind of carries on. Well, well I, think I think it will carry on.
0: There's a little bit happening off court as well. There's a lot um, happening off court. We've, we've had Andy Murray. He's done this before. <laughs> He's done this before. This is not the first time this oh, has happened.
1: Andy Murray, fake hip. He, uh, he he
0: does get a little emotional, which I think is a good thing. Great you know, thing. The crowd loves him for it. But uh, he made a few comments after his...
1: Uh, He's lost the other day. In quotation marks, this sport is not for me. <laughs> After running and trying to chase down a drop shot. <laughs> I
0: think this could be it. I, I don't know if this is the match that will end his career, well, but I think this could be it. I, I think we might be seeing the Swan Song pretty soon.
1: And I think he's almost too far done. Watching him, you know, I was lucky enough at the Australian Open to be able to see the players in and around the traps, and then you kind of see videos of players at other tournaments behind the scenes. He doesn't walk very well. No, he doesn't. He's got a bit of a waddle to Massive him, limp. He? Yeah. He almost looks better when he's on the tennis court because he kind of masks it by, like, with crossover steps and moving. Yes. He doesn't really have a chance to show his, like, a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a rough sport, man.
0: Like, these players put their bodies through it. Andy specifically. Because, for me, Andy's not necessarily been the most skillful player against Novak Rafa. And Roger, but he's been in big three talk. Yeah, and he's but he's a workhorse. Like he's he's better than them because he's
1: physically able to keep up with them and put himself. And to it win burns through your body to win titles with those being in, in that era. Yeah, which tough. he did. Plenty of titles, couple slams.
0: Mate, he was world number one. World was number 20, one. Twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen? He was year end world number yeah, one. Gold medal, gold medal, Wimby and uh, uh, wow, a couple of wimbies. So. Jeez, I, I, just retire,
1: mate. Oh, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's tough to see.
0: I I don't love watching him play from like a a viewer. Like a, I love watching Rafa and Roger. Yep, I don't love watching Andy, but to see him lose and see him in pain, that hurts me a little bit. Also, he's, he's, he's one of the greats, mate. Yeah,
1: and it is tough to see that kind of player who was top five and number one in the world now sc- scrap.
0: Scrap to maybe get a win, yeah, and like even his his losses hurt him, mate, because they're all in five sets, they're all in three sets,
1: and oh, obviously it's a remarkable effort, and the respect is there, right? Like he's had a hip replacement, and I think he's one of the only athletes athletes in the world to compete competitively still with a fake hip.
0: I know one of the Bryans, I can't remember which one, Brian Brothers, yeah, one of those boys had the exact same surgery and got the fake hip covering and half the court, though. yeah, Murray was I know talking to him quite a bit at the time, and right. he kind of said you can manage it, and it's possible. Y- yeah, if you're covering half the court,
1: if you're covering half the court, <laughs> like
0: it's a little, little easier than what Murray has yeah, to do. The... Got
1: twin brother covering half the court, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Six foot three, and there's two of me. It is tough to see, and it's tough to watch, and it's it it's very similar to the Dominic team situation where yeah. he had wrist surgery and was number ten in the like ten top ten in the world, playing unbelievable tennis, yeah. competing French Open like finals. And he's made he's, a few comments recently too. Yeah, and it's just really hard to watch him like play at that like 100 level in the world. Well, no mate,
0: way. we were at Brisbane. We were watching... Oh, I don't know if I was with you. I was watching team play. Mm. Played a couple of his qualifying matches. and US Open champion. One, one of the better players from his generation. I love watching the guy play. It did kind of suck to see him play in qualies and scrapping
1: wins. Oh. Literally scrapping wins. So, But I think it's a little bit of a combination of the level lifting... True, and being tough to keep up with a with rehab and an ongoing injury. Yeah, so yeah. it's you know tennis is getting better and better. Mm. The ball speed is getting bigger, it's heavier, it's faster. Players are getting more athletic, stronger, faster, fitter. Yeah, and the, and the centers and the tournaments are struggling to keep up with it, trying to slow slow play it's down. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's another little thing going on off the court as well. This one not so much a physical
0: injury, but Simona Halep.
1: Oh, the drug, the doping scandal. The doping scandal. So this was a really interesting one because, from what I know from the whole situation, working under Patrick,
0: Patrick Maratoglu,
1: uh, she was given some supplements um, of like whether it was pre workout or protein. I think it was protein or, um, with ingredients in it that were banned yeah. substances. And this is a massive thing, you know. I'm lucky enough to be working in the National Academy here, and there's a massive emphasis. Day to day on supplements. Obviously, the, the Tennis Australia supplement the athletes with legal substances and whatnot. Yeah. But every day, there's a call out of being careful with what you take, especially when you're traveling around the world. And funnily enough, we're talking about this. James Duckworth messaged the group chat recently to warn people he was given medication at the last challenger he played at. And before taking it, he was given it from, from the ATP doctor, mind you. So at the tournament? At the tournament. The tournament wow. doctor was given medication to help with some, some pain in his back. Checked with the Tennis Australia doctor, who we all kind of work with. And she said, don't take it because it's banned substance on the ATP and WTA list. Wow. So you got to have your wits about you. Out there. Yeah, that's,
0: that's that's super interesting to hear. Because so like if,
1: if, if at that level,
0: at an ATP-sanctioned event, you're, yeah. you're giving... The doctor is giving you something. I'd take that. You, <laughs> I wouldn't even yeah. think twice. So I'd be like, get it down. Let me, let my but back get better. So I want to
1: win this match. So these things happen. And unfortunately, it sounds like the Hallop situation, she's been a bit of a victim of this kind of, well, the same situation, right? That's how she's playing it. And that's how she's playing it. Yeah. And that's how yeah. I've read about it. Yeah. So I kind of feel for her in a way. However, the pre- like we, f- play, every player that comes through has always learnt that you have to check everything. Yourself. Everything that you take is on you. Yes. Whether yeah. it's prescribed from a doctor or a physio or a you know a clinician or whoever, it's I think tough. The,
0: the ownership's on you. So at the, at the end of the day, that's where it falls. Um, with with Halep, she's she's pled the entire time. It's not me. It's these guys. Um, she's pinning it on Moritoglu. Moritoglu has said that he feels guilty over what's happened. He wasn't he? quick to cut ties with that, <laughs> wasn't he? Wasn't he? <laughs> um, but she's she's just recently had her final hearing where she's been able to talk and put her statement forward. Um, she's left there, and her comments have been that she's holding her head high. She feels that she is completely innocent. Um, she's proud of how she's conducted herself through this whole process. And to be honest, like if let's say she is innocent, a hundred percent, she hasn't gone out and pointed fingers straight away.
1: She said yes. She said yes. This has happened. Yes.
0: Yeah. I feel she handled it, handled it quite professionally yeah. and. Look, the way the ban sits currently, it ends in 2036, sorry, 2026, which by the time she's able to play again, that puts her at 35.
1: End of the career. At back end of the career. So it's kind of do or die for her in terms of fighting for this court case, because what is it? A two, four-year ban? four-year ban from when it
0: started. Yeah, like, man, if she can get back on court this year, 30, what's she, 33? 32, 33? Start playing some big tennis. It's gonna. You've seen how, what it's like, mate. It's going to take her a few years. It's going to take her a bit of time to kind of build up the steam. That she, I, I'm pretty sure she was world number one when this happened, wasn't it? Correct. Like, she's gone from literally the top, top of the game. To, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's still fit and working and playing, but to not have that time on court and matches and toughness that you build from being in that situation. It's would. a long road back, and let me tell you, it's a longer road back at 35 than it is at 33. Oh, Oh, I dare say Moritoglu would have been quivering in his boots at that. So I, I don't know deal. where it's going to end up, but like, at the end of the day, it falls on the athlete. Other athletes have been in the same situation where they've been given supplements from a trainer. And they've also, been tainted,
1: and they've had to serve out the entire band. And also the mental battle with this too. The same thing happened with Sharapova. Mm. Hers was a bit more of a, she just took illicit substances, yeah. performance enhancing straight yeah. up but took, served her band, came back and played and she was absolutely like hounded every time she played and the crowd yeah. would boo her every time. So, it'd be very interesting if Halep does come back and play. See proving, how she's received. Pro- yeah, proving um, not guilty how she's received by the world crowd yeah, on the tennis scene. Yeah. Whether, whether they'll, they'll get around her and believe her or, you know, geez.
0: It's interesting, mate. It's very interesting and like it, it sucks that players go through it but...
1: We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, that's tennis news for the week. It's, geez, pretty exciting one. Just to wrap up, Tomo taking his first win. Young Guns, Mensik, Prismic, um, and Fonseca. A couple of qualies. To look out for, and yeah, unreal. Also, shout out Oma Jaseka. What's Oma done? Took out Turalgan. Yes. So his second win for the year, second Good title of the year after taking out Bernie. Well, you, the first Bernie did, you did say at the start of
0: the year, he was in a bit of a purple patch. Sorry, purple patch. He was in a bit of a patch where he doesn't have many points to defend. Oh,
1: no. Like he, he can go out and just play a bit free. and. 100%. So, he'll be at another career high after this week. Someone's taking advantage. Potentially nudging himself inside the top 200. So, it's starting again into slam territory. Well, that's slam qualies territory for sure. Yeah.
0: So... Jeez, if you can see a main draw coming, maybe I was open next year.
1: That'd be great, actually. That'd be very cool. Anyway, thanks for coming this far with the chat. Um, next week, some more tennis update, another sport or game segment potentially from Swizzle. I'm gonna do better. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like <laughs> I think this week,
0: like there's late preparation. I'm I'm gonna come back bigger, okay. stronger, better. All right. With a
1: different segment or a, the same segment? There's still a lot of work to be done, Jack. And enough. we'll find out next week. Um, next week, we're also going to be talking about where tennis came from. Yes. Yes. I'm very interested. I'm skeptical about this whole you thing. You are skeptical, but I've done a bit of research. I'm going to do more research before next week, and um, we're going to delve into tennis, talk about history. We're going to get boring with it. Is it real? <laughs> Is it real? <laughs> real tennis. <laughs> Thanks, Swizzle. Thanks, Jack. Catch you later.